Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals Christmas Special. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre, and downright stupid Christmas crimes ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, I'll be talking about the drunken, debauched, bad Santas of SantaCon... A genius teenager who stole neighbors' Christmas decorations and put them up in his own yard. An irate man in a Frosty the Snowman costume who got arrested during a Christmas parade. And much more. Alrighty, let's get Christmas cracking. SantaCon is a worldwide phenomenon. For those not in the know, it's basically a dress-up, bar-hopping piss-up. Most of the participants get dressed up like Santa, but some come as Mrs. Claus or elves or some other kind of Christmas-themed thing. You pay a registration fee, a percentage of which goes to charity, and in exchange you're theoretically allowed entry to any of the participating venues. I say theoretically, as sometimes the bars just get jack of vomiting Santas showing their asses and refuse to let any more people dressed up in costumes into the bar for the rest of the day. A recent Daily Beast article described SantaCon as that dreaded yearly bar crawl where some 30,000 drunk Santas descend on our city to black out, start fights and pee anywhere but in toilets. While The Guardian noted, SantaCon is an invitation for mass brawls, widespread street vomiting, public fornication and loutishness. Each year has been marked by vandalising, public urination and defecation. At the 2013 New York SantaCon, a group of half a dozen Santas and one elf were filmed brawling in the street in Manhattan. The same year, footage of one of the attendees administering manual stimulation to a man in a Santa Claus outfit went viral. While in 2019, the event featured a Santa urinating in the middle of a McDonald's in Times Square in front of a child before vomiting and passing out on the footpath nearby. The punters love it, some of the business owners and residents hate it, Say what you will about SantaCon, but it certainly brings out the dumb criminal in a lot of people. And Hoboken in New Jersey has the dubious honour of being considered the most feral and debauched of all the SantaCons worldwide. According to Hudson Valley View, 2015's Hoboken annual SantaCon bar brawl saw nine Santas arrested and another 70 received summonses. 
Hoboken Police Chief Kenneth Ferranti told media that four of the arrests were for disorderly conduct, two for aggravated assault and three for driving while intoxicated. As the SantaCon participants start drinking early in the morning, the 2015 arrests were already underway by noon. The first two arrests were both for the same person who got done twice on the same charge, disorderly conduct. Another disorderly conduct arrest occurred an hour later when some drunk-as-a-skunk Santas had a tantrum about not being allowed into a popular bar. When crying and pissing themselves failed to get them the attention they thought they deserved, one of them set off a fire alarm summoning the Hoboken Fire Department who probably had better things to do. A rather odd crime occurred at a small cafe where three pissed-as-fart Santas took money from the tip jar. One of the Santas managed to eventually find the smarts to tell the cops it was a misunderstanding and give the money back. The cafe owners decided not to press charges. I think a lot of business owners have that attitude, otherwise there would be dozens if not hundreds of arrests every single SantaCon. In a more violent incident, a man was knocked unconscious on the street. Why? Nobody knows. Who did it? A guy in a red hat and jacket with a long white beard. Hoboken police set up a driving while intoxicated checkpoint, handing out around 40 motor vehicle summonses, with the most notable arrest being of a man who was caught with two ounces of pot inside his vehicle. Whoops. Chief Ferranti told Hudson County View that SantaCon was an unnecessary, unsanctioned event in the city that causes problems the weeks before Christmas. For the safety of their staff and premises, some businesses actually refused to serve anyone in costume on the day of SantaCon. They put up signs outside to deter them from coming in, which probably end up covered in drunk Santa urine like most of the rest of the neighbourhood. But what SantaCon is good for is committing crimes in Santa costumes, particularly bank robberies. During 2014 SantaCon in San Francisco, a man in a red suit and a white beard robbed a Wells Fargo bank. According to CBS, the man approached the teller window in the early afternoon with a demand note in hand and then strolled away with the cash. After the robbery, he simply slipped into the crowd of thousands of other Santas who were drinking and partying in the streets. Dressing up as Santa Claus to rob a bank is actually a much more popular pastime than I realised until now. In 2013, a Utah man donned a Santa outfit and robbed a bank in Salt Lake County on Christmas Eve. Also in 2013, a Florida man robbed a Port Orange bank while wearing a Santa hat, fake beard and white gloves. He was later caught and sentenced to eight years in prison. In 2009, a man in a Santa suit robbed a bank in Nashville, Tennessee. He told the tellers he needed the money from the safe so that he could pay his elves, so it's possible he really was Santa. I mean, it's not like a bank robber would lie about such things.
In December 2014, Carrie Carley noticed that her teenage husband, Jeremy Llewellyn, had developed the habit of going for late-night walks in their suburban Colorado Springs neighbourhood. 42-year-old Carrie and 18-year-old Jeremy first met in June 2013 and got married a month later when she was 41 and he was 17. I have conflicting emotions about the age difference in this relationship. On one hand, I'm like, yay, why the hell not? Dudes have been robbing the cradle for years. But on the other hand, I'm like, ew, he's a baby. I wasn't even into 17-year-old guys when I was a 17-year-old girl. But luckily for me, their relationship is none of my goddamn business. And since Carrie has a son just a few years younger than her husband, she probably has some insight into what kind of toys he wants for Christmas. When Jeremy returned from his late-night jaunts around the neighbourhood, he'd be carrying as many Christmas decorations and lawn ornaments that his sticky fingers could handle. Then he'd set up his magically acquired Christmas displays in their ever-growing winter wonderland of a yard. Carrie told KKTV, Every morning he'd go out for a walk at like two or three, and then there was just more stuff in the yard. I didn't know exactly where it all came from. Look, I can buy that she may not have known exactly where it all came from, but I suspect she had some idea particularly since Jeremy had recently spent time in jail for going out in the middle of the night and stealing the neighbour's Halloween decorations. You'd imagine that would have given her a sense of deja vu about this entire situation. On December 19th, police rocked up to their house, weaved their way through the thickly decorated front yard and arrested the couple. A neighbour had been driving through the area when he noticed his own recently stolen Christmas display in the couple's front yard and called the cops. The police searched Carrie's property and found what one neighbour who had had their festive spirit pinched by Jeremy described as a Christmas decoration graveyard. According to the arrest affidavit, both the front and backyards of their house were garishly full to overflowing with ill-gotten Christmas displays valued at around $2,000. Carrie and Jeremy were both thrown in the pokey for grinching up Christmas for their neighbours. Carrie was released on bail first and insisted to the media that her husband had acted alone. She said... I guess he still thinks it's a game. He he doesn't seem to actually really care one way or another. I asked him and he was like, well, this is my job. And I'm like, taking from unassuming people is your job? On his Facebook page, Jeremy, who prefers people call him by his probably self-chosen nickname, The Reaper, lists his job as Chemical Assassin. Now, can you be both a chemical assassin and a festive lawn ornament thief? Are there enough hours in the day to be such a high achiever? I guess if he's only working part-time as a chemical assassin, he'd still have his nights free to pinch oversized candy canes from the Joneses three doors down 
and then put them up in his own front yard like a criminal mastermind. Arrest reports stated that Jeremy chuckled to police about his shenanigans and said that he didn't care about who he may have affected. The Reaper is just way too cool for regrets. When a KKTV reporter asked Carrie why she didn't get suspicious of her husband after noticing her yard slowly filling up with Christmas decorations, she replied, I just didn't know what to do, you know. I didn't know if I called, if I was going to get in trouble myself, you know, because it was in my yard. (laughs) Okay, sure. And Jeremy was probably already grounded for stealing Halloween decorations, so it's not like grounding him again would have made a lick of difference. Although her teen husband gave zero fucks about anybody affected by his kleptomania, Carrie apologised on his behalf, saying, I'm very sorry this happened. I don't know what else I can do to make your Christmas feel any better, but I am truly sorry. The stolen decorations were returned to their owners. Carrie received 150 hours of community service and four years probation for her part in this Technicolor shit show, and Jeremy was sentenced to six months in jail and six years probation. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. For Christmas in 2014, Minnesota resident 54-year-old Alfred Gersio gave his neighbours a set of kitchen knives. Little did they know at the time just how many strings were attached to this supposedly selfless act of giving. In March 2015, Alfred busted into his neighbour's house to take back the set of knives he gave them as he didn't think they appreciated the gift enough. Perhaps he'd been expecting to be invited to dinner more often. Maybe he'd been watching the house for the whole three months since Christmas and noticed they'd never even used the smallest knife. Had he possibly hoped for some New Year's knife throwing and been sorely disappointed? According to police reports, Alfred knocked on his neighbour's front door in Burnsville and confronted the female occupant about her lack of appropriate levels of gratefulness. The smoking gun reported that he was upset and told her that she did not appreciate the knife set and he wanted it back. After asking him to wait at the door as she went to the kitchen to get him back his fucking troublesome knife set, she tried to close the door behind her. Making like a sleazy door-to-door encyclopedia salesman from the 1950s, Alfred put his foot in the door and would not let her shut it. He then allegedly shoved his way into the house, pushed the woman, and reclaimed the all-important knife set. While being questioned by the police, Alfred said that he had given the knives to his neighbour as a gift and was upset that she was not using the knives in the way they had agreed for her to use them 
and he wanted them back. That's bizarre, isn't it? Was she trying to cut things with the blunt end of the knife? And why the fuck does he care so much? Unfortunately, the court filing does not detail exactly how Alfred thought the knives were supposed to be used, which is a bummer because I definitely have questions. Alfred admitted that he'd stormed into the neighbor's house without permission because although she had said that she was going to get him the knives, he felt like she wasn't actually going to get him the knives. Alfred was charged with felony burglary and hopefully banned from giving anybody any more Christmas presents ever. On November 26, 2011, 52-year-old Maryland man Kevin Walsh dressed up as Frosty the Snowman for a Christmas parade, as he had done most years since 1997. At around 10.15am, Officer James Walker and his police dog Henzo were on duty along the parade route, where several hundred people, including many small children, had gathered to watch the festivities. That was when Kevin, in his full plush Frosty the Snowman costume, came extremely close to Walker and Henzo and made an unprovoked kicking motion toward the dog, even though the good boy did not make any type of aggressive move towards him. Sergeant Walker put Henzo in the patrol car and then walked through the crowd to follow up with Kevin. A heated confrontation between the officer and the snowman ensued. Walker said, For his safety, I was going to speak to him and advise him not to make any type of kicking motion towards a police dog or towards any other dog. I advised him that the dog might take this as an act of aggression and the dog may bite him or any other individual. Kevin denied making a kicking motion at Henzo and began to yell at the officer while still dressed in his full Frosty the Snowman suit. As Kevin was taking the head off his frosty costume, possibly so he could irately yell at the officer more clearly, he hit Walker in the face with it and yelled, You can't fucking tell me what to do, and fuck you, and this is fucking harassment. Walker and Officer Heinfield then placed Walsh on the footpath as part of a routine takedown. The arrest was as public as it was comical. The pictures are really worth seeing. Photos from the incident show Frosty on the brick footpath, face down, with Officer Heinfeld holding his head in place with his knee as he was handcuffed. Frosty could be heard screaming over the ruckus of the parade, You have no right to arrest me! <laughs> As Kevin was being put in the patrol car, it is alleged that he pushed Officer Heinfeld. He was transported to the nearby police station where he was photographed for a mugshot and fingerprinted while still wearing the frosty costume. <laughs> when conducting a search, an officer asked Kevin about a bulge in his pocket and Kevin replied, If it was a gun, I could have shot all you officers. <laughs> oh, God. Kevin claimed that he did not kick police dog Henzo. However, he did acknowledge stretching his leg in the vicinity of the dog. (laughs) 
So that's pretty much an admission if you ask me. Have you ever stretched your leg in the vicinity of a dog? Yeah, me neither. Kevin told Walker that dogs don't belong in a children's parade. And he was butthurt that the altercation with the officers had come to a head in the middle of his precious parade, telling the media, Oh, they could have waited until the end of the parade. (laughs) It seems the cops were quick to shut down Frosty, as he had a long history of getting arrested for being a raging douche canoe who resists arrests on the regular. So yeah, put him in a plush costume and chuck him in a Christmas parade for the kiddies. Makes sense. Prior to his November arrest, he'd already been arrested on five separate occasions earlier in the year. They were all for his favourite hobby, disorderly conduct, with some property damage and resisting arrest thrown in for good measure. Kevin stated the obvious when he said that he took his role as Frosty very seriously. Look, I'm just surprised he didn't method act that shit so hard he poked out his own eyes and replaced them with coal. He claimed he wanted to make this an enjoyable experience for children and families. Now children have been traumatised. I didn't do that. I tried to make them happy. For his Christmas parade tantrum, Kevin was charged with assault, disorderly conduct and resisting arrest, but he claimed that he did nothing wrong. He said that his arrest during the parade was payback for his public opposition to an ordinance that the town council had recently passed outlawing plastic bags for merchants. Um, okay, but you still stretched your leg at a police dog, hit a cop in the head with your costume, and made veiled threats about shooting them. I don't really see what this has to do with plastic bags. By May 2012, Kevin was up to his old tricks. He was arrested and charged with his favourite recreational pastime, disorderly conduct, and other offences after yelling profanities on the footpath and cursing at an officer who told him to quiet down. There's no word on whether or not he was wearing a plush costume at the time, but I like to think that he was. To finish up, I have a few Christmas punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. On January 5th, 2015, a kind and generous man named Randy Lang went to a Buffalo Wild Wings in California to spread some post-Christmas cheer. He told the customers he was Santa Claus and he'd bought them all presents. Then he reached into his duffel bag that allegedly contained five football-sized amounts of pot, weighing at over two pounds, and started wrapping some big sticky buds of marijuana and napkins and handing them to the surprised chicken-eating customers. He even filled up the staff tip jar with a giant handful of weed. Unfortunately for Randy, there was a Grinch in the restaurant who was determined to spoil his green Christmas for everybody by calling the cops. Sergeant Nick Borges rocked up to the Wild Wings to investigate the claims and arrest Randy for furnishing marijuana. Of the incident, Nick told the media, He said he expected to be arrested for doing this at some point. It sounds like this was not his first time. It was just surreal. 
Canada Post runs a sweet yearly program where kids can write a letter to Santa and receive a personalised reply in the mail. In 2007, the program was infiltrated by some dark-sided individuals who wrote some rather nasty letters back to 10 children on Santa's behalf. One excited little kitty opened their special personalised response from Santa to find that it said, Your letter is too long, you dumb shit. While another received a response from Santa that read, Your mum sucks dicks and your dad is gay. Canada Post were appalled such crass and mean Santa responses had originated from their program and released a statement saying they were doing everything they could to track down the culprit, who they believed to be one rogue elf. The culprit, or culprits, actually turned out to be a bunch of kids themselves who had somehow gained access to the mounds of Christmas letters and decided to fuck with the kiddies who still believed in Santa. In 2017, 25-year-old Connecticut resident Nicole Hunter decided to celebrate Christmas in a rather non-traditional way, by recklessly driving around in her Kia SUV. When the police approached Nicole to have a little chat about her festive, fast and furious driving tomfoolery, she allegedly became aggressive and charged at them, so they arrested her. At police headquarters, waiting to be booked for causing a disturbance, Nicole, who had yet to be searched, took a baggie of cocaine out of her pocket and tried to give herself a white Christmas. Now that's a seriously ballsy and devil-may-care move on her part, trying to snort blow in a police station in front of a bunch of cops. They quickly intervened and prevented her from snorting jail rails. They also added a drug possession charge to her rap sheet. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thank you to Spurs61 and Chris Chris from the United States for doing just that. Now, I have a quick update on scheduling. Instead of weekly release, I'm going to be releasing episodes fortnightly for a while so I can catch up on a few things. This podcast is not only independent, it's also a one-person operation, which means that I do everything myself. I'll still be putting out monthly bonus patron episodes, but the next wide release episode won't be out until Monday, January 3rd. If you want more dumb criminals in your life, you can join our World's Dumbest Criminals podcast Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. If you'd like to support the show and get access to ad-free episodes, monthly bonus episodes and a variety of merchandise, head on over to patreon.com forward slash World's Dumbest Criminals. And I'd like to give a big thank you to Erica H for coming on board as a patron. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everyone. Till next year, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.